It's time for high school football on Newstalk 1400 DWS. Brought to you by our DWS prep partner, ABC Heating and Air. In the middle of the day or night, ABC Heating and Air meets your emergency needs with no change in the diagnostic fee. Call ABC to always be comfortable at 352-5400. High school football on Newstalk 1400 is also brought to you by Allstate agent Bill Abel, Coach House Garages, Hicks Gas, Minor Automotive Repair, Remax Realty Associates, and Urbana Garden Family Restaurant. And now, let's head out to the field for tonight's game. And good evening. Thanks for tuning in. We're at Ned V. Whitesell Field in Danville at Danville High School. The Vikings of Danville taking on the Central Maroons. The visitors tonight at Danville. Tim Dimmon with me on the call. I'm Michael Kaiser. A beautiful evening for football, high school football, week two here in 2017. Let's see the national end. We'll let that play here for us. there by the Viking, marching Vikings here of Danville High School, a Viking on the field. Commission a beautiful night for high school football here at East Central Illinois. Tim, it's, I believe it's our first time over at Danville, at least in our time, doing a high school football broadcast here on DWS. Yeah, it's really good to be here. Uh, it's a great night for football weather-wise and a great crowd tonight as well. And as we mentioned on Sports Talk last hour, a unique vantage point for us. We're actually on the third floor of Danville High School looking out a window down onto the field. The high school goes right up to the bleachers on the west side of the field. So it's like we're in our own private press box up here. It's great. Yeah, I, I like private press boxes, private little rooms. Uh, just it's a, it kind of keeps having plenty of space for us. And so we'll have a good broadcast here tonight. Danville comes into this game 1-0 on the season. Defeated Kankakee 12-7 last week, while the Central Maroons are 0-1, losing to Peoria Richwood 60-33. Peoria got a 60-20 lead at one point in that game. Danville got the victory on a touchdown late in the game. Ernest Plummer hit Lance Langley for a 16-yard touchdown with about six minutes to go to get the win. So Danville 8-3 last year, 6-2 in the Big 12. And the Maroons last season of Champaign Central High School, 4-5 and 3-5 and and in the Big 12. But Tim, Central lost a lot of a last year's team. They graduated 15 seniors. They lost some key players. Uh, I know they went 4-5, and five, but you got, got a lot of young players, kind of like the Illinois football team. Yeah, Josh Parker, Walker Stillman among them, two uh, key offensive playmakers. And this is a team this year that has a lot of strength and a lot of experience in the trenches on the offensive and defensive line. But as far as offensive skill players go, 
a lot, if not all of them, are playing varsity football for the first time. So it's certainly a learning curve uh, for those folks. And you saw that out of the gate where, you know, Central put up a good fight against a talented Richwoods team, but ultimately just couldn't hang. And as you mentioned, down 40 at one point with the running clock. Uh, I expect a much tighter ball game tonight. I think these two teams match up very well. You know, you talk on the Danville side, you might say they're also a little inexperienced as well. They were a high-scoring team last year going 8-3 and three overall, and they scored 35 points, at least 35 points in all but three games last year. Now, fast forward to this year, and things look very different. They lost about 1,700 yards on the ground with the graduation of their starting quarterback and their starting tailback, and on defense, they lost their top three tacklers. So they, like Central, are not quite going through a rebuilding mode. I wouldn't call it quite that, but they are certainly looking to reload, let's say, and maybe get some guys who haven't played a lot of varsity football, some reps out there, and it's just a matter of how quickly can you pick it up. Does it take you through week three, or do you make the improvement from week one to week two? So I expect a a very well-balanced and a very well-matched game tonight. And we're at Danville High School, the Vikings taking on the Champaign Central Maroons. We'll take a timeout. We'll get you ready for this one coming up. It starts in just a few minutes here on Newstalk 1400 DWS. This is high school football on DWS. Back to high school football here on DWS. He's Tim Dittman. I'm Michael Kaiser. Thanks for joining us tonight. The Danville Vikings, 1-0 on the season, taking on the Champagne Central Maroons. They're just coming out of the locker room. Central 0-1 on the season. This is week two of the 2017 high school football season. Danville 1-0. Danville once again defeated Kankakee 12-7 last week. The Maroons lost to Peoria Richwoods 60-33. So we'll have to see what happens here tonight. Should be a pretty good matchup here from Danville. Again, we're at Danville High School inside of a classroom, which is kind of makeshift press boxes that goes right up to the bleachers the school does. So a pretty cool atmosphere atmosphere for us here on our first broadcast of the season. Head coach for Danville, Marcus Forrest, his first year replaces B.J. Luke, who was the coach here for 12 years. He also played for Luke in high school in Chicago area, then played running back at Vanderbilt and landed on the Danville staff in 2008. Nate Albaugh entering his fifth year as head coach of the Central Maroons, 24-17 and 17 overall, had his best season in 2015 at 11-2 the season you referenced, him, and that was a really good squad, and it fell down to 4-5 and five last year. But uh, really, you know, he's got this team figured out. He knows they're young and experienced as Danville comes onto the field, and he knows it's going to be a learning uh, experience from here in, in this season. Yeah, I think the reviews so far on, on Nate Allball have been very positive. He's a great motivator. Uh, he's got a great personality. He's always good to us in, in the media. And he's got this program moving in the right direction, a program that was kind of in the doldrums before he took over. And just looking at his year-to-year records, you know, 2013, 3-6. and six. All right, you might expect that in, in year one of a new coaching staff and a new system. Uh, doubled the wins in year two in 2014 to 6-4. and four. As you mentioned in 2015, 11-2, one win shy of going to the state finals. And then a bit of a step back last year at 4-5, and five, although in the Big 12, uh, one game under 500 is certainly nothing to shake your head at. Big 12 is a very tough league, especially with the recent addition of the Peoria schools. And, you know, Peoria High is, is the defending state champ in 5A. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think Central fans and, and the Champaign community should be very happy uh, with what Nate Allball has done with this program. Certainly not satisfied. 
I don't think they're going to be satisfied until they're hoisting that trophy at the end of the season, but I, I think he's got this program moving in the right direction. He does. The Danville program dates back to 19 over 1904, overall record of 528, 363 with 31 ties, 20 playoffers, state runner-up in 1976, went 12-1 that season. Central dates back to 1894, their overall record, the Maroons, 693, 355 with 43 ties, 15 playoffers. And the teams get ready to come out on the field. The Danville Vikings in their home maroon jerseys, white numbers, Maroon helmets with the white trim and down the middle of the helmet with the white numbers on the helmet. White pants, white two-stripe white tri uh, maroon trims down the pants. The Champagne Central Maroons also maroon and white, but they're wearing their white uniforms with maroon trim as they come onto the field here tonight as we're about to get things underway here in 2017. Our first high school broadcast here on DWS. Again, Tim Dittman, Michael Kaiser on the call tonight from Danville High School. Caleb Griffin will kick it off for Danville, one of the top kickers in the area. Has a scholarship offer from Bowling Green and a preferred walk-on offer from Illinois and Iowa. He's visited Illinois a couple of times just down the road. Viking in the middle of the field. Caleb Griffin makes sure by his set. Here he comes running over the ball, kicking off the 40-yard line. Takes it deep back near the goal line, about a step or two into the end zone. And it'll be down there as Central we get things here to start this game off tonight. Not a whole lot of wind. If there's any wind, it's blowing to the north, which would have aided that kick slightly. But either way, a great boot there by Caleb Griffin. You can see why he's going to play most likely Division One ball next year. The wind's out of the north, northeast at just eight miles per hour. It feels pretty good, though. Kind of a not quite fall, just a slightly warmer than that, but still a really beautiful night here in East Central Illinois. Quarterback for the Central Maroons, Luke McMahon. He's under center. Man in motion, he keeps the ball, runs up the middle for a couple of yards, tackled by two Danville Viking players, immediately he's hit, maybe got two or three yards there, tackled by Spurgeon Barber, defensive tackle for the Danville Vikings, got there first. Yeah, McMahon thought he had a hole there, and at least from my vantage point, it looked like he did for about one or two seconds, but then Big 76, Barber just came in there and gave him a bear hug and wrapped him up, so a gain of about four. It turned out not to be a bad play for Central, uh, who, by the way, will keep it on the ground, if not all night, I'd say 90% of the, of the night, and Coach Allball makes no bones about that. He is a running coach. He likes to run the ball. He's installed that wing T offense. So you're going to see a lot of ground game tonight from the visitors. And off to his running back, goes up the middle and hit immediately. Just a couple more yards. The running back for the Central Maroons. Didn't get very far on that one either. As Dylan Gunn, the handoff there. He's not in the starting lineup, but he's out there for the second play of the game. So it'll be third down. For the Central Maroons, and danger of going three and out on the first drive of the game. Yeah, third and two from their own 29. Back in the backfield, Jalen Booker under center, Luke McMahon. Tries the keeper, goes up the middle, and he should have enough for the first down. Passes the 30-yard line, gets knocked back. The official just passed the 30. That'll be enough for a Central Maroon first down. And a smart move there by Nate Albaugh and Luke McMahon, knowing that you didn't need anything flashy there, just needed to pick up six feet. 
And we saw it on the opening play of this ball game. McMahon's capable of picking up a few yards on those keepers, and it was executed perfectly there. Had some good blocking in front of him. Dylan Gunn back in there from the sideline, the senior. You see the starting running back, Jalen Booker, one of the starting running backs, still back there as well. He is. Takes the handoff as McMahon runs for his life, fades away, throws to his right. Ball's up in there, and it's caught at the 38-yard line and taken down. But a great play rolling out of the pocket, Ben Schultz. Came back to his quarterback and made the grab. So Luke McMahon, Tim, with a great play, rolled out to his right and threw it just as he was being hit. Yeah, that appeared to be a busted play there as McMahon was under intense pressure. I didn't see who the number was uh, for Danville, who was in the backfield, but it looked to me to be a surefire sack. He got out of trouble, and great job as well by Schultz to see that his quarterback was in trouble and come back for the check down. Luke McMahon was under center, now sets back, looks over to the sideline. And the Maroons of Central in their white jerseys with maroon trim, maroon numbers, maroon helmets. Here's the handoff to the left side, and he's tackled and brought down by a host of Danville Vikings. Running on the play is Terrell Evans gets the carry. Yeah, we're seeing a whole host of characters uh, get the ball so far tonight for Central. By my count, three guys have either caught passes or taken handoffs. Third down once again. And again, it's just Nate Albaugh trying to get as many reps as he can for those inexperienced uh, skill players on offense. And that's not a, a slight at Central at any means. It's just the facts. A lot of these guys are playing varsity football for the first time. Sixth play of the drive. One third down conversion already. Looking man turns on hands off, and he's going to be short of the first down. He, I don't think he got it. We'll see what the spot is. The official is just past the 40. It's going to be close. It's going to be inches if it's not a first down. It'll be fourth and inches most likely. Yeah, that'll be fourth and inches. And back in from the sideline for the Central Maroons. Leaving is Dylan Gunn coming back in as Jalen Booker. And they're going to go for it here, and more and more high school teams are basically abandoning punting on fourth down. Could be a QB keeper here. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Luke McMahon under center. And he's going to keep it and get the first down easily. Probably picks up a yard and a half, maybe two yards before he's pushed back by several Danville Viking defenders. Danville Viking defenders are clapping, but it's a first down. Not much to clap about there. Michael, sorry, Michael there. Michael Hasenstab, the center, 6'4", 230. He's not the biggest guy on that central line, but he's done a great job so far on those three QB keepers that we've seen on this drive for being the primary blocker for his quarterback. Trying to get you the starting lineups for the offensive line. Tim mentioned the center, left guard Jackson Scooby, then Isaiah Eltz, the left tackle, right guard Devin Turner, right tackle John Maldonado, the tight end Ben Schultz all in that line. McMahon under center once again, turns around, hands it off. Now it's the heads of one right back who hands off to the other, back up the middle, crosses the 50-yard line. So two running backs. Connor Milton with the carry, the second carry. Yeah, quick double reverse there. Usually when you see a lot of college teams pull that off, it's more of uh, you know the jet sweep style where big, long, you know arcing runs in, in, in the backfield. There it was just boom, boom, two quick handoffs trying to catch the defense off guard, and Milton was able to find a seam and pick up nearly the first down. He's about a half a yard short. Yeah, they weren't too far away from the uh, where the snap took place with the two handoffs. It was a real quick, as you mentioned. With a stoppage in play here. 
Well, I was going to call a timeout, but well, was it a I think officials blew the play dead. It looks like we have an equipment malfunction yep. for one of the Danville players. Decent crowd, at least from Danville's perspective here tonight. They're right in front of us. The Central Maroon fans are on the other side. They're on the east side of the field. Looking man under center. Keeper once again gets hit at the 46-yard line of the Vikings and driven back. Didn't see who hit him there. Luke McMahon, several QB keepers already tonight. Yeah, Benny Harris, number 20, big linebacker, one of the first ones in there. And Danville's getting some good hits <laughs> on these uh, on these QB keepers. The only problem is they're coming after Luke McMahon has picked up uh, two or three yards. Just inside the 46-yard line of Danville at the 45. So no moral victories, to put it another way, for the Danville defense. Central is methodically moving their way down the field, and they're now in Danville territory. Man back under center. And the pitch out to his running back to the left. It is Connor Milton, and he loses two or three yards. On the pitch from Luke McMahon to Connor Milton. Jerry Reed with the tackle. Free safety on the play. Loss of two, it'll be second down and 10 from the 48-yard line of Danville. The first time Central has really gone backwards all game in this young game, I should admit. Five minutes and 50 seconds left to go in the first quarter. But still, it's the first misstep they've had on offense. So Luke McMahon back under center for the Central Maroons. A man in motion. Nate Allball wants a timeout. Timeout. Central will take a timeout with him. This is high school football here on DWS. Welcome back to high school football here on DWS. Central snaps ball. Luke Man drops back to pass. Throws deep down over the middle of the field and overthrows his receiver. Had a wide open Connor Milton. Had a step on the defensive back, and he would have possibly had a touchdown unless there was a shoestring tackle. Connor Milton just couldn't get to it. Yeah, overthrew him there by about a foot. Not a bad idea. As we mentioned before, Central likes to run, 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 but every once in a while they'll go with the deep ball to try to catch the defense off guard. Jerry Reed, uh, the free safety who we mentioned a play ago, in there on the coverage. Want to give uh, props to him as well. Matt Cahey checks in for the first time. Terrell Evans also in the backfield. Cahey goes out to the wide out. McMahon hands off to his running back who goes nowhere. Dylan Gunn driven back to the 40, it looks like line of scrimmage just inside the 49-yard line of Danville. Be fourth down and long. Fourth and 12 from their own 48-yard, from Danville's 48-yard line. They'll have to pump the football. Dylan Gunn, the senior, Getting some reps here early, 6'2", 200. As you mentioned, Michael, not listed among the starters, but not looking uh, too bad so far as far as the reps he's uh, gotten. Lance Langley, the wide receiver deep. Matt Cahey, the punter. Di different punter in there for Central. Kick is up in the air. It's going to be short. Still caught by Lance Langley. Picks up a couple yards, catches it at an own 22-yard line, gets back to the 24-yard line before he's brought down. Yeah, wasn't able to do a whole lot with that as there was white jerseys in his vicinity about the moment he caught the ball. 
You know, it's interesting. I mentioned earlier Danville on that drive chewed up a good chunk of that first quarter as we're now under five minutes remaining. And that got me looking at Danville's statistics. In week one in the loss at Kankakee, Danville only had the ball for 12 minutes and 26 seconds. Kankakee had the ball for 35 minutes and 34 seconds. So keep an eye on that. That could be a storyline tonight, that time of possession disparity. Quarterback in the shotgun for Danville. Pitches to his running back. Breaks free to the 25. Spins back around and runs into a host of defenders. Jerry Reed, also the free safety, now the running back for Danville. Yeah, he's doing it all. And again, if you're turning into a high school game for the first time, very typical at the high school level for guys to play both ways. In fact, it's more than typical. It's, it's common practice, uh, you know, unless you're perhaps down in Texas where they treat high school football like royalty down there. And like NFL. Exactly, and have uh, guys who can play only one way. So you're going to see guys out there uh, – playing both ways tonight and that's where conditioning in the weight room comes into play you you got to be able to not lose your wind Ernest Plummer in the shotgun for Danville it's going to be a keeper 25 jumps over to the central defender out to 30 32 still going down to the 34 yard line stepped over a couple of central maroon defenders before Ernest Plummer was brought down right at the first down marker brought down by Luke McMahon of the Maroons First down, Danville. Just barely got it. Fancy footwork there by uh, so. Mr. Plummer. Having to play a little hot potato with his feet, like you mentioned, to uh, avoid the landmine that was the central defense. Running back in the backfield for the Vikings, Jerry Reed. Quarterback Ernest Plummer in the shotgun. Reed to his left. Looks to his receiver down to the right. His three receivers to the right, one to the left. Hand off Jerry. Now keeper up. Oh, Jerry Reed does have out to the side, 40, 42, 43-yard line, scoots up to the 44, maybe the 45, does Jerry Reed. And that will be close to a first down. I think they will give it to him. They will. And a nice job there by Reed to help his own cause. Ernest Plummer has me watching him the way that last the QB keeper. I thought he kept it again. Keep a close eye on him tonight. Take a handoff at any moment. Now Jerry Reed. Beside him to his right, just about a step in front of him. Ernest Plummer in the shotgun. Two receivers to the right, or two to the left, one to the right. Plummer looks to pass to his left. It's caught at the 48-yard line, across at the 50, 46-45 down the 44-yard line. Lance Langley with the grab. Nearly another first down, and looks like they'll have it. He, to the 45-yard line is where they're going to spot that of the Central Maroons. So first down and 10 for Danville. We saw the central offense out of the gate, very methodical, picking up yards and chunks on the ground. This Danville offense, I would say maybe a little more on the flashy side, uh, mixing up the run and the pass we've seen on this drive, and they've had good results now in central territory. Fifth play of the drive, Ernest Plummer the shotgun. Jerry Reed back behind him, hands off the Reed, up the middle, breaks free of a couple tackles and crosses down to the 38-yard line for a gain of seven. See where they spot it, just inside the 39-yard line. Joe Motley on the tackle there for the Central Maroons. By the way, we want to mention left tackle for Danville is Julian Pearl. He's an Illini commit. He'll be in the orange and blue next year. Look out for him. He also plays defensive end, but he has committed to the Illini as an offensive tackle. And when you see the running back break off a, a big run, it's probably because Mr. Pearl helped him out. Jerry Reed to the left. 
QB Keeper Plummer. 35, down to 30, flag down. Inside the 30 to the 26-yard line, maybe the 25 of Central. Thought I saw a flag fly out there. Might be a helmet-to-helmet -helmet hit, perhaps, although I haven't seen an official signal yet. Saw something flying. But well, if there was a flag, they picked it up. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I, I don't know what I saw, but I saw something. Eyes are playing tricks on me tonight. Danville with another first down. Spotted to the 27-yard line. Ernest Plummer in the shotgun. Jerry Reed to his left. Two receivers to the right. Here's a throw out to the right. Pass is caught. Spins it and gets nowhere. Pass is caught by Lance Langley once again. The 36-yard line. It looks like we'll see where they spot it. Yeah, he's able to make some forward progress there. To the 33-yard line. But he was uh, gang-tackled by a host of white jerseys. Nice job by Central to swarm to the ball there. Make something out of nothing. You knew after the completion they were going to get a few yards, but they prevented the yards after the catch and possibly even a touchdown. Ernest Plummer in the shotgun. Jerry Reed to his left. Lance Langley. Receiver to the left. Plummer keeps this one. He's going to keep it running to his left, running far to his left. Now turns back up to the middle and down inside the 15-yard line. Down to maybe the 11. Ben Schultz with a tackle there for the Central Maroons. Another first down for, Viking, for the Vikings. 55 seconds left to go in the quarter with the clock running. Keep an eye on that as well. Now Central, of course, or beg, beg your pardon, Danville will keep the ball. They'll just switch ends at the quarter, but you'd think they want to keep the momentum going without taking a break and punch it in here. Plummer the shotgun. Jerry Reed behind him to his right. Dalen Davis-Williams handing off to Jerry Reed. Runs out to his right. Tackled from behind. A shoestring tackle. What a great tackle there. It's like Ben Schultz maybe once again. Well, it looks like uh, Matt Cahey with a tackle there. Got a 20 seconds to go in the first quarter. We'll see if Danville runs a play. Ernest Plummer just jogging back in from the sideline. And it looks like they're just going to let the clock run down. The first quarter looks like it'll end in a 0-0 tie unless Danville can snap it in the next, next five seconds. Ernest Plummer in the shotgun. And that's going to do it for the first quarter from Danville High School. 0-0 our score, Central Maroons and the Danville Vikings. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. You're listening to High School Football here on DWS. Welcome back to High School Football here on DWS. He's Tim Dittman. I'm Michael Kaiser. We're live from Danville High School. Thanks for joining us tonight. Our first high school broadcast of the season, week two for the high school teams. Danville 1-0 on the season. Central 0-1-1. Central lost in Peoria Richwood 60-33 last week. The Danville Vikings defeated Kankakee 12-7. They got a touchdown pass from Plummer to Langley. 16-yard touchdown pass with 6-0-1 to play in the game, and they held on to beat Kankakee. And Danville go 0-2 here early in, or 2-0 early in the season. Ernest. Danville was 2-2 two of two last week in the red zone. They're at the 12-yard line here. They've had a very good-looking first offensive drive of this ball game, and we'll see if they can finish. Dalen Davis-Williams out to the left. That's a wide receiver. Jerry Reed is a running back. 
Plummer the shotgun throws, touchdown, Danville, Dalen Davis-Williams, Ernest Plummer. He was out to the left just off the line of scrimmage and cut right up through into the end zone. And Plummer with a quick strike to get Davis in the Davis-Williams in the end zone for the touchdown. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back and recap that one. This is High School Football on DWS. Welcome back to High School Football on DWS. The Danville Vikings lead 7-0 after the Caleb Griffin extra point of the touchdown from Ernest Plummer to Dalen Davis-Williams. The Vikings lead the Maroons 7-0 here in the second quarter with 11.57 to play. First touchdown on the year for Davis-Williams, and it was a great, great slant route. Interesting, last week Danville was 0-2 on two-point conversion attempts. They opted to go for the kick there and the point after. It was good, as you mentioned, Michael. And uh, in my opinion, why not? You got one of the top kickers in the area in Griffin. And there's another example right there. Booted out of the back of the end zone. Kicks it from the 40-yard line. And then there's, man, that's a leg. That is a definite leg. And I can see why the Illini are interested in as a preferred walk-on. Now, the Illini have a lot of kickers on the team. They do. So that's probably why it's a preferred walk-on spot. But we'll see what he decides to do with his college football career. But he is still... Kick it for the Danville Vikings, who lead this one 7 to nothing. The Maroons will start on their own 20-yard line with a 12-yard touchdown pass by Ernest Plummer. Last meeting between these two squads went the way of Danville, 49-21. Central won the last time they were on this field, however. Looking man throws out to his right, pass is caught by his receiver, his slot receiver, Drew Adams with a great catch. You mentioned that last time they were here. Great game on the ground for the Central Maroons. Yeah, well you wouldn't really expect anything else from Nate Albaugh's squad, but especially a good ball game on the ground. I think you're looking up the stat right now. Rivera rushed for 307 yards and a 39-14 to 14 win. Wow. One player 300-some yards. Not the whole team, one player. Yeah, that's a... Uh, that's pretty decent. Not bad at all. First down and 10 from the 31-yard line, 11 yards on the catch and run by the slot receiver for the Central Maroons. Look McMahon hands it off. The 35, maybe? Yeah, it looks like that was a keeper there. QB keeper there, okay. Picked up about four yards. Second down and six with 11.32 to play here in the second quarter. One thing about teams keeping it on the ground, the clock keeps running. And fans shouldn't read into that at all. We don't want a quick game. We want a good game, whether it's a quick one or, or a, a long one. But the facts are that if you keep running, that clock keeps running as well. So the pace of the game has, has really moved along here. McMahon back under center. Hands it off to his running back who goes up the middle, gets to the 39-yard line, maybe just past that. Running back for the Central Maroons. That's Dylan Gunn again. Dylan Gunn. I'd say he's got about a half dozen carries so far tonight. He's not one of the starting running backs. Yeah, must have had a good week in practice. This early in the season, coaches are trying to find the right rotation of players that can help them be most successful on the field. Coming off the sideline, Connor Milton with the play for the Central Maroons. As they move right to left on your dial. McMahon back under center. The Central Maroons are under center offense. Danville 
Shotgun, handoff once again. Looks like to Dylan Gunn for the second straight carry. And he'll pick up the first down. Just needed a couple of yards, and they got it. It's third down and three. 10-20 to go here in the second quarter. So first down. The fourth play of the drive coming up. Central played from behind last week. Was down 60 to 20. Ultimately lost the ball game 60 to 33. For Danville, more or less the exact opposite, a low-scoring affair, skewing scoring few and far between, a 12-7 victory. Man throws out to his right, caught right at the line of scrimmage, and he's taken down immediately. It's like Drew Adams again, I believe. And it is. Drew Adams, a slot receiver. Quick pass from McMahon to Drew Adams, but he's taken down immediately by a couple of Danville Vikings. Yeah, it was, down 10. it was Brody Yates and Marshawn Brown who, like a bee on honey, just swarmed to Adams and took him down the moment he caught the ball. That's solid. I like that. Week two, you know. We had week one to prepare. It was an off week for us in week yes. one. So I studied up on my announcer-isms, and here we are. Man back under center. Dylan Gunn in the backfield. Stopping the play. Danville takes a timeout. The Vikings take another timeout. We'll take a timeout with them. This is high school football here on DWS. Welcome back to high school football here on DWS. Tim Dittman, Michael Kaiser with you. 9-17 to play in the second quarter. Danville leads this one 7-0 over the Central Maroons. Hand off to his running back. To let it brought down in a hurry. Maybe a yard two on the ground for the Central Maroon running back. Howard Connor Milton. Yeah, just wasn't able to turn the corner there. And I want to go back to that timeout real quick because Marcus Forrest, the head coach for Danville, Saw something on his defense that he didn't like, and he was barking at his guys in the huddle, and he's still barking at him down there, either a, a misalignment or, or a misassignment or something. Uh, but he is wanting to stem the tide of this Maroon offense, who is, again, having another methodical drive like they did the first time. They just weren't able to finish last time. They faced a third and long and weren't able to convert. Here's a pass by McMahon, and he's going to overthrow his receiver, Drew Adams. He couldn't get by the defender on third down and eight in the 43-yard line on the sixth play of the drive. And so it's going to be fourth down and long for the Central Maroons. We'll see what they decide to do here. Yeah, it looked like a bit of a timing issue on that route there as Adams went out in the flats, did a little stutter step to try to deke the defender and then made an out route to the sidelines. But by the time he got there, the ball had already hit the ground. Uh, the uh, quarterback there, McMahon, threw it way too early. Joel Sarver, the punter. For the Central Maroons, uh, Lance Langley back. He punts it, but got a stoppage in play here. Flag down. Flag. So the line of scrimmage is where the flag is. Yeah, the near area. near side official, like you said, on the line of scrimmage might have seen something. Legal procedure against Central, so they'll back it up and punt again. Fourth down and 13 from their own 38-yard line. Central with the champagne across their chest and maroon letters, maroon numbers, maroon helmets with the white stripe and the somehow champagne central logo on the side of the helmet. Some have the numbers. Here's the punt and Lance Ling. It's short and it's picked up by Danville Viking just past the 50 yard line of the line drive punt. And he took off running an unusual catch there. You don't see that very often. 
No, caught by one of the up men there, Josiah Payne, and I don't even think he was expecting it as it was a kind of a low, like you mentioned, Michael, a low end over end kick. And it was just kind of a, hmm, I'll take this if you're going to give it to me. And uh, Danville's going to start with great field position here at the central 45. Most of the time on a punt, you see the, the ball roll back to the guy who's receiving the punts, whether right. he gets it or not, it's a whole other story. But that was one of the up men, like you mentioned. And Danville with great field position. First down and 10 at the 45-yard line, 8-21 to play here in the second quarter. The Vikings with a 7-0 lead over the Maroons. Ernest Plummer in the shotgun. Pitches to Jerry Reed, rolls out to the left. 45-40, down to the 32-yard line. Thought he was going to break free for a moment for a big-time run. 13 yards, still pretty good. And it's a 13-yard gain on first down and 10 for the Vikings. And a nice spin move at the end there by Reed to pick up those extra few yards. He's certainly in the zone tonight. Last week, he only had four yards on six carries. He's playing much better in week two. This plumber will be in the shotgun. Dalen Davis-Williams, wide receiver out to the right, as is Lance Langley. Jerry Reed to the left of Ernest Plummer, who's in the shotgun. And he's got another flag down. Let's see if it's false start. Is going to be against the Maroons? Yeah, they jumped off sides there. Pretty obvious call. And so they'll walk off five yards. Now it'll be first down at five from the 27-yard line. So great field position by the Vikings. A 13-yard carry on the first play down to the Central Maroon 32-yard line. Now a five-yard penalty on offsides makes it first down and five from the 27. The Vikings in business here, already up 7-0 on the Ernest Plummer touchdown pass to Dalen Davis-Williams, a 12-yard touchdown pass late in the first quarter. Can the Vikings add to that lead? They won 12-7 last week. Jerry Reed. Now, Plummer down to the sideline near the end zone and out of bounds. Lance Langley out of bounds at about the two-yard line. Hey, he caught the ball cleanly. Yeah. Only problem was he was about five yards out of bounds. Way out of bounds. Give him there. an A for effort, though. Yeah, Ernest Plummer threw that way too close to the sideline and going out of bounds. Had a receiver down there, Lance Langley, but Ernest Plummer. An incomplete pass, second down and five. Good idea by the Vikings to kind of go for it there. Already up 7 nothing with 7.21 to play. Here in the second quarter. This is a Danville team that only had 131 yards of total offense last week. 51 on the ground, 80 through the air. They're much more productive on the offensive side of the ball here in week two. Ernest Plummer in the shotgun once again looks out to his right. Now it's caught at the 30, 25, down to the 20, 17, down to the 14-yard line. Maybe tackled at the 13, caught by Lance Langley. He catches that one inbound. <laughs> yeah, time. making up for that last play, although that last play he didn't do anything wrong. It's just the ball was overthrown, but a good pickup there, and Danville is, again, very productive on offense, but they're very efficient as well. I'm, I'm not sure I haven't kept track of every play, but I don't know if they've faced a third down tonight. If they have, it's only been one or two. They're going to spot it. It looks like at the 15-yard line. Three of three in the red zone on the season is Danville. So first down from the 15 on the 12-yard gain. Hands off to Jerry to the left. He's at the 10, to the 5, to the 2. Stretches for the goal line. He's going to be just shy of the goal line down to the 1. So a 13-yard gain, a 5-yard penalty, a 12-yard gain to the 15. Now a 14-yard gain 
First down and goal at the one yard line, maybe just beyond the one. The Vikings looking to go up two touchdowns here. Fifth play of this drive. Ernest Plummer in the shotgun once again. Jerry Reed in the backfield. Now he's walking up to under center. He's going to be under center for the first time in this game. QB keeper having his wide receiver push him into the end zone. And it should be a touchdown, and it is. Ernest Plummer with a quarterback sneak into the end zone, making it 13 to nothing Vikings here in the second quarter with 6.35 to go. Well, we heard about the Reggie Bush push in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. That was the Dalen Davis-Williams push, number 17, the wideout pushing his quarterback, Ernest Plummer, number five. For some reason, the clock is still moving. Well, that's an oversight, but either way, good execution on that touchdown there, and Damdell is up two scores. One-yard touchdown run. Caleb Griffin in for the extra point. Try to make it 14 to nothing. Plummer with the hold, the kick, it's up, and it is good over the bleachers beyond the end zone, and it's 14 to nothing, Danville. Over the Central Maroons, you're listening to high school football here on DWS. Welcome back to high school football here on DWS. He's Tim Dittman, I'm Michael Kaiser. Got a stoppage in play here as the teams are ready for the kickoff, but the clock kept moving, as I mentioned, and right now it's at 5.52, is around 6.35 or so when I looked up after the touchdown and it kept rolling down. So we'll see what they reset it to. They're not going to uh, start action here until they reset it. 14 to nothing our score. Danville leading the Central Maroons. We're live from Danville High School, Ned V. Whitesell Field. We're inside the classroom, third floor classroom, because the school building goes right up to the bleachers here on the west side of the football field. So really cool. Uh, environment, unique experience tonight. My first time being inside of a school building to broadcast a football game. Pretty neat, that's for sure. Definitely is. 6-3-4 is what I'm hearing, so they're going to take about 40 seconds off the clock. So clock operator, tonight is not your night. <laughs> you let about 40 seconds run off the clock there when it should have stopped. And at high school level, we'll cut people slack. It's week two. but So I'm going to officially put that touchdown in the book uh, by Plummer there at 6.34 in the second quarter to make it 14-0. Are we in agreement on that, Michael? Let's go with it. Very good. Works for me. Caleb Griffin set to kick things off. The man with the leg. The man with the golden toe, as they used to say. Too deep for the Central Maroons. The logos on their helmets. Hard to see the numbers from this vantage point. Ball is caught at the goal line. Return to the five. Now reverse. Nope. Fake he reverse there fake as reverse. Connor Milton kept it the whole way and he makes it back out to the 20. Good job by Matt Cahey. Make me out on that. Reverse probably would have worked if they would have done it because Matt Cahey was all by himself out there. The Maroons chose not to do that. Connor Milton keeps it. And now the Maroons down 14 to nothing. Two scores, 6.26 to play here in the second quarter at Danville High School. By the way, for Ernest Plummer, that was his first rushing touchdown on the season. He did have a passing touchdown of 16 yards last week in week one. Looking man down the shotgun for the first time tonight. Hand off to his running back. He goes up the middle and tackled. Connor Milton doesn't even make it back to the line of scrimmage if he does. Looks like he's going to be just short, but he's going to be close to it, so the ball will still be spotted at the 20-yard line, but he was short of the 20. 
Connor Milton brought down quickly by Dan Bobike. Yeah, John Ward, big number 32. Well, he's not that big, 5'10", 175. Probably more talented athletically than me, so I shouldn't be saying things like that, even though we're three stories away from him. But still, a great tackle nonetheless. Somebody's listening. They'll send him up here. That's true. Please don't tell our boss. 5.52. We've reached 5.52 officially now here. Dipping below that. Luke McMahon once again in the shotgun. Stoppage in play. Adolph wants a timeout. Stay right here. So for the first time in the game, McMahon in the shotgun has been under center for the entire game to this point. We've been trailing by two touchdowns. You got to try to switch things up a little bit because he's not been able to move the ball very much. Yeah, and, you know, the basic rule of thumb is when you see a quarterback uh, in the gun, it means he's more than likely going to pass. Now, I think Central might be the one exception to that rule because when you think they're going to pass, more than likely they go to the run. And, again, if you missed it at the beginning of the program, Nate Allball is a run, run, run coach. He installed that wing T offense when he got to Champaign six years ago. But I, I agree with you, Michael. I mean, Central's offense has not been bad this game. They've methodically moved down the field. They just haven't been able to get over that hump and get anywhere close to their own uh, red zone in Danville territory. So I think you got to change up the offensive strategy a little bit and see if you can you know, get some mojo here uh, because there's still plenty of ball game left to play, but if things keep going the way they are, it's you know not looking like a great night for the visitors. Danville 1-0 on the season. The Vikings defeated Kankakee 12-7 last week. The Central Maroons... 0-1 loss at Peoria Richwoods. I want to let you know at halftime, yes. we are going to visit with Fowler Cannell, who is a legend here in the Danville yes, sports is. media world. He's been broadcasting games since before my parents even thought about having me and then add about five decades to that. And he is a wealth of knowledge about Danville and about the Illini. Uh, works for WDAN Radio here locally, and uh, we're going to get some of his thoughts on just life in general at halftime. So be looking forward to that. Looking forward to that as well, for sure. Luke McMahon, the quarterback keeper up the middle to the 24-yard line. Gain of four, third down and six. Coming up. Another third and long here for Central, and that's been their bugaboo all night. You know, they've been able to pick up those yards in chunks, two, three, four, but when they get faced with a third and six like they have here, just haven't been able to come up with that big play. And they're pinned pretty far back in their own end at their own 24, so uh, certainly doubtful that they would go for it on fourth down. In fact, we have seen them punt a few times tonight, so it seems like that's not in their playbook, at least this evening. Here's the pitch to his running back. He's at the 20, the 25, turns up field, 26th. Down to the past the 30. First down, he's still going. Connor Milton, 40, 42, 43. They almost had him down inside the 30 yard line, which would have been fourth down. He broke a couple tackles and broke free, got past the 40 yard line. They're going to spot it just past the 43. First down and 10, a 19 yard gain. And it was Lance Langley there, as you mentioned, grabbing the jersey at the very end. If not for Mr. Langley, it would have been about a, an 80 yard touchdown run. For the 24-yard line to just pass the 43, first down and 10, a big-time first-down conversion there for the Central Maroons, trailing 14-0 with 4.38 to play. Yeah, just when I mentioned that Central is needing a big play in the worst way, they come up with it right there. Maybe that's the inspiration point they need to get back in this ballgame with 4.30 remaining until the half. Dylan Gunn, the running back, gets 
Matt Cahey now has on the handoff from Luke McMahon. He came from the at the wide, wide receiver standpoint and came back around to his quarterback, Luke McMahon, who just handed off to him and went up the middle for a gain of about three, it looks like. Second down at seven from the 46. Yeah, receiver went in motion to the left. Cahey went in motion to the right. So a little bit of misdirection there to try to catch the Danville defense off guard. Uh, and it worked pretty well, uh, picking up about three there. Uh, again, don't expect anything incredibly flashy on a play like that, just picking up yards and chunks, and that's exactly what Central's doing. 3.54 to go in the half. Central with a key drive here. Needs to keep the football away from the Vikings. Matt Cahey goes in motion to the right. Back. Now back in Rocha behind his quarterback. Luke Man to keeper, and he's brought down at the 45-yard line. He will lose a yard. Big-time tackle behind the line of scrimmage for the Vikings. Yeah, one of the first guys in there, Anthony Taylor, senior offensive lineman, 5'11", 245. Big bear hug type tackle there. Nice job by him. Central trying to catch Danville off guard with a quarterback keeper there. Now it's third down and eight from their own 45-yard line, coming up on 310 to go here in the first half of Danville High School. They already faced a third and long once on this drive. They were able to come up with a big play of about 20 yards. Can they do it again here? Getting close to having to run a little bit of two-minute offense. Sixth play of the drive, McMahon in the shotgun. Fakes the handoff, looks down the field, throws to the left, it's caught at the 46-yard line. It's gonna be close to a first down, he should have it. Ben Schultz, the tight end on the left side, just left of the hash mark. Moving right to left on your dial, and it'll be a first down and 10 for the Central Maroons on the strike from Luke McMahon to Ben Schultz. Yeah, Schultz just ran a little post route there, nothing fancy. Picked up the yards that they needed. And, you know, again, that's another hallmark of the Nadal Ball offense. You're facing a third and long, so you think, all right, they may go a little flashy here. They may try to, you know, do the Hail Mary, throw it downfield. Nadal Ball just doing what he needs to do instructing his team to do what they need to do, and not a whole lot more, and that's what they did there, picking up the first down. Connor Milton to the right. Dylan Gunn to the left. Hands off to Connor Milton. Goes across the 45 of Danville. Gets pushed back. Might have gotten to the 44-yard line. He does. A gain of two, it looks like. Down to the 44-yard line of Danville. Coming up on 210 to go here in the first half, and a great drive by Central here. Even if they don't come up with points, they keep the ball away from, from the Vikings to go to the locker room. Connor Milton leaves the field. Coming back on for the Central Maroons is Jalen Booker. Limited action. Was a scheduled starter. Second down and seven from the 44-yard line. Just almost just past the 45. They call it the 44. McMahon once again in the shotgun for the Maroons. Fakes the handoff. Looks down to his left. Throws over the middle, and it's overthrown. He had a man wide open. Looks like Ben Schultz, I believe, or Matt Cahey. Matt, Matt Cahey, number 28, was wide open. Didn't have a maroon jersey within about five yards of him. Only problem is his quarterback overthrew it by about six inches. Unfortunate there, you know, McMahon has had a couple overthrows, two or three overthrows tonight. He's, he's thrown some good spirals. It's just the timing has been a little bit off tonight. And it's not to the point where if I were the head coach, I would say stop throwing it. I think he's had good stuff. I think just the timing is a little bit off. Back under center, Luke McMahon. Been shotgun this entire drive. Hands off now the reverse. Connor Milton gets him the second running back. He's still on his feet and crosses down inside the 40 to the 37-yard line. Just past the 38. We'll see exactly where they spotted. They're going to be about a yard and a half short of the first down here. So it's 
It's going to gain of about six yards, and they're going to go for it. They're not wasting any time here. Oh, get a timeout. Well, I spoke too soon. So 38-yard line, a gain of six on the ninth play of this drive. It's going to be fourth down. Looks like fourth down and about two. Yeah, fourth and a long two as I look over at the chains over there on the far side. Minute 15 left to go. This is the biggest play of the ball game so far for Central. If they can convert this and punch it into the end zone and only go into the locker room down one score, you would consider that a big victory for Nate Alba's squad. Things were not going well there. Late first quarter and most of this second quarter. Danville scored a touchdown in the first quarter to go up 7-0. Ernest Plummer to Dalen Davis-Williams, a 12-yard touchdown pass. The Danville's 11.57 to go. Or that was... That was in the first quarter. And then in the second quarter, Plunger, one-yard touchdown run, five plays, 45 yards, to make it 14 to nothing. Right now, Central, fourth down and three, they're going to call it. As they get to the 36, they're spotting it at the 38, so we're going to call it fourth and two. We go by our own rules up here. The biking at midfield here at Danville High School. Luke McMahon was in shotgun motion this drive. has been under center the last couple of plays. Will be a quarterback sneak here. QB keeper will find out. McMahon looks back. He throws to his receiver, and it was tipped and knocked back. And it'll be a the Central Maroons will turn over on downs and get back to the Danville Vikings. Looking at the receiver in the slot, and once again, Danville defense comes up big. Didn't see who got a hand on it there, but it was immediately at the line of scrimmage, one of the big boys on the defensive line for Danville got a bear paw up there and didn't quite swat it down all the way but was able to deflect it just enough as uh, McMahon was trying to hit a man out there in the flats. And McMahon, by the way, on the play got hit pretty hard, got shaken up. He appears to be okay. But, uh, yeah, just unfortunate busted play there for Central. And, again, probably the, the biggest opportunity of the night for them goes for not. And now you got to worry about Danville scoring again here. We've seen how efficient their offense could be. They haven't faced many third downs tonight. Uh, with a minute 12 left, they could certainly punch this one in or get it within field goal range with their very talented kicker in Caleb Griffin. Flag down already. And is this going to be a delay? Didn't see the signal. It is against Danville. So they've knocked him back several yards. Still first down, but first and 15 from their own 33-yard line. Well, and now the task just got five yards tougher. It did indeed. They're going to spot it at the 34. So Ernest Plummer. And in shotgun, a good portion of the night was under center on their last uh, touchdown run. In the backfield, a new running back for the Danville Vikings. Now it's still Jerry Reed, Ernest Plummer, looks out to his left. Now he's going to keep it. Now stops, throws over the middle of the field, and it's nearly caught and then tipped up into the air. It could have been intercepted by Matt Cahey. Ball was intended for Dalen Davis-Williams. So Ernest Plummer took off running to his left and then stopped on a dime and threw it over the middle, but just a little bit too high for Dalen Davis-Williams. Yeah, he just threw a bullet there, did uh, Plummer. A worm burner, if we were playing golf, is what you would call that, and it just tipped off his receiver's fingers. Ernest Plummer in the shotgun. 
Jerry Reed to his left. We're live at Danville High School. Plummer keeps us in 35-40, 45-46-yard line. Looks like he gets about, they're going to say 47-yard line, maybe. If that's the case, it would be a gain of 13 yards, and it is the 47. Dylan Gunn in on the tackle for Central. Running back and defensive lineman for the Maroons. We've called his name a lot tonight. Third down and one now for the Vikings. The clock continues to run here, 30 seconds. Ernest Plummer backs up, throws over the left side, passes caught, and he is taken out of bounds. Lance Langley on the far left side, the east side of the field. Ernest Plummer with the catch, and the first down conversion down to the 37-yard line of the Central Maroons with 22 seconds to go. Well executed there on several fronts. Number one, you needed to pick up the first down. You did that. Number two, you needed to pick up a lot of yards to get yourself in field goal range. They did that. And number three, Langley got out of bounds. Couldn't have executed that play any better. Definitely could not. Ernest Plummer in the shotgun. Jerry Reed to his right. Can the Vikings capitalize here late? Plummer keeps it, looks down the middle, and the ball is, should have been caught, but it was dropped. Josiah Payne was tipped. Right off his chest, right it off looks his like. chest. Tipped off his own fingertips, but right off his chest. That's the worst feeling in the world for a wide receiver when it hits you right in the chest. Would have definitely been in field goal range inside the 25-yard line. Instead, it's going to be second down and 10. And they've got maybe one or two more plays if they want to take a shot at the end zone or perhaps get themselves in field goal range. You don't have statistics for Caleb Griffin as far as what his career long is. 16 seconds to go in the second quarter. Danville leads Central 14 to nothing. And another penalty on Danville. They're really shooting themselves in the foot this drive. Delay of game. Delay of game. They've had two delay of game penalties this drive. Backs them up to the 42-yard line. It'll be second down and 15. Can Danville... Put themselves in scoring opportunity here with 16 seconds to go. Yeah, they essentially are going to get two plays out of this if they're quick. A timeout, Danville. 14 to nothing, our score. We'll stay right here late in the first half. Over Danville High School, the Central Maroons, 0-1-1 on the season. Danville, 1-0. Danville defeated Kankakee last week, 12-7 in week one of the 2017 season. Peoria Richwoods came up to Champaign and defeated the Central Maroons at home 60-33. to so Champaign Central trying to get their first win of the season. It's our first broadcast of the season. Thanks for joining us. He's Tim Dittman. I'm Michael Kaiser. Danville last year started the year 6-0 with just one opponent scoring over 14 points. That was these very Central Maroons that we're seeing here tonight. Looking forward, looking ahead, I should say, to this year's schedule for Danville, Four of their first six opponents did not qualify for the playoffs last year. So Danville is primed to have another great start to the season. And especially in the Big 12, you've got to get the victories whenever you can. A very tough conference. First Big 12 game of the year. 
for Danville. And by the way, we want to give a big shout-out to Anthony Zillis, Prep Sports Coordinator at the News Gazette. A lot of the info we're telling you about tonight, he did the research on, so we wouldn't be sounding good if it weren't for him. He is the man when it comes to area high school athletics. Plummer in the shotgun. Looks over the middle. Got somebody chasing from behind. It's the 45-40 to the 35-30. Out of bounds at the 28-yard line. What a great run by Ernest Plummer. Took eight seconds off the clock. Eight seconds to go in the half. Had nowhere to throw the football. And it looked like, I'm not 100% sure, but it looked like number 23, James Carter, in the backfield for Central. So give him credit for giving chase, but... Ernest Plummer, a real speedy quarterback. He stands at 5'10", 180, the senior, and he was showing off the wheels on that play for sure. Now with eight seconds left, I think Central can take a shot at the, or I beg your pardon, I think Danville can take a shot at the end zone here. On the 28-yard line, a gain of 15, just short of the first down marker, it looks like. Yeah, Caleb Griffin is on the sideline, so they are going to go for pay dirt here. Ernest Plummer in the shotgun once again. Jerry Reed to his right. They move left to right on your dial. Plummer looks to his left, throws toward the end zone, and it is caught by Dalen Davis-Williams inside the five to the four, and we've got a timeout with two seconds to go. What a great pass by Ernest Plummer. There is a flag down in the backfield, so let's check this. But as it stands now, great job by Danville to not only get the big gainer, but to marshal their resources as well and call that timeout with two seconds left. We have not yet seen a signal on the penalty. Good, Dalen Davis-Williams been the security blanket. False start. False start, Danville. So that it did not play, did not happen. And now with two seconds to go in the half, they're going to snap it from beyond the 30-yard line, and Caleb Griffin might be coming back off the field for the Danville Vikings. We'll see if the they want to try a long field goal attempt here to close the half. Be a five-yard penalty, so that should push him back to the 33. Yeah, and that would make it a, what, a 48-yard field goal, which I've seen field goals made at the high school level from 50-plus yards, and if anyone can do it, it's probably Caleb Griffin. But, well, he's out there. We'll see about this. I mean, watch for the fake, certainly, but I don't know. We could be... Seeing a little bit of history here. This ball's at the 33. He's, he's going to kick it from the 40. This will be a 50-yard field goal for Caleb Griffin. His team up 14 to nothing. Two seconds to go in the half. Can he kick this one from the right hash mark? Here's the snap. Here's the hold. Here's the kick. It is up, and it is... No good. Short. No good. It was Just on target, short. but short by about three yards. It was hanging in the air forever. I was waiting for it to get there. A slow-moving kick. Caleb Griffin nearly drilled a 50-yard field goal to go into the locker room. That kid's got a leg. Yeah, he does. It would have been pretty cool to witness that. you got to give him an A for effort. It was about as perfectly kicked as I think he could have done, and it just came up about two or three yards short. Tough. Tough for, for Caleb, but hey, good kick. Yeah, I don't know of uh, too many kickers that I've seen, uh, you know, at least in this area, kick a 50-yard field goal. It's a rare thing to see. He nearly converted, but nonetheless, his team still leads 14 to nothing as they head to the locker room over the Central Maroons. The Danville Vikings got some doing, doing well at home tonight, looking to go 2-0 on the season. Central looking for their first win. 
We'll come back with uh, Fowler Cannell. We'll get him on here at halftime tonight and uh, do the broadcast for WDAN. And then we'll also recap later in the half some stats and uh, some scoring drives for the Danville Vikings. All that's coming up next. You're listening to High School Football here on DWS. Welcome back to High School Football here on DWS. We're live from Danville High School. He's Tim Dittman. I'm Michael Kaiser. Our score, Danville 14, the Central Maroons of Champaign nothing. Danville nearly got a 50-yard field goal from Caleb Griffin to go into the locker room. It was just short. Didn't miss it by much. Pleased to be joined by Fowler Cannell doing the game for WDAN tonight. Fowler has been around high school athletics in this area for many, many years. Worked 40 years for the newspaper business, but Fowler, we see you at Illini games, basketball, football all the time, and uh, still going strong. Oh, yeah. Particularly fun to watch a game like this when the home team gets off their great start compared to what they did last week against a pretty tough uh, Kankakee team, but Danville changed quarterbacks who came the quarterback that started this game got in very, very late last week and led him to a touchdown. And their little running back, who was completely contained, we called him the secret weapon last year, little Reed. And you can see what quickness he has and makes a world of difference. Yeah, he does have some quickness. Well, let's just stick with uh, Danville for the moment. And just what are you expecting from this team here in 2017? You mentioned the win last week, the close clo- call last well, week. Well, we thought we'd be pretty good. Of course, we changed coach. B.J. Luke retired as coach. He's still the athletic director and the girls' track coach. But... Uh, the, the coach that took over, Marcus Forrest, he's been with the team nine years, and he played for B.J. Luke up at Wabansi. He's a Danville yeah. boy, but the last two years he went up to Wabansi and played for B.J. Luke, and then he got a degree at Vanderbilt. Then he joined the Navy and was out at the, with the Navy for, I think, six years and came back to, to Danville. And he works out the VA now, get, works out the VA with... Uh, Help veterans get jobs. Some of them can't find a job. He, that's his department out at out at the VA. But he's been with BJ's team for nine years, so he's he's familiar with the team. You were in radio, or you have been in radio now since '89. You were telling us since '89, so 27 right. years or whatever. <laughs> Who's counting, right? Yeah. Yeah. How how has the business changed in your eyes since uh, you've been in radio? Oh, well, everything's, well, more so in, in newspaper business, it, it's changed so much. You didn't interview high school players maybe once in a great while, maybe the star of the game. You didn't interview anybody that came out of the locker room. And the football and, and major college football was kind of the same way, too. You didn't interview people like they do nowadays. You wrote Back then, you wrote a straight, straight game story, and then somebody would write a column with all the quotes and stuff, but it's entirely changed. Now, are you uh, on duty tomorrow for the Illini, or do you have the day off? Well, I get to watch the Illinois play. You get to watch. It don't really work, but I just go over and watch them play. So you, you'll be in the press box? I'll be in box. the press box, All right, yeah. very good. I didn't know if you did any pregame oh, yeah. for WDAN. Oh, we do, uh, a, we do a, a pregame on the Illini. Right. Yeah, well, yeah I think. Uh, Scott Medlin and I do that. Our, our, our station and, and uh, your station, WDAN, might be the only stations on the network who do their own local pregame. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, we go 90 minutes total, and I think you guys do something similar as yeah. well. Uh, what's your take on Lovey Smith year two? What are you expecting? Well, I, we all expect great improvement, and with all the freshmen they have, I think the future's bright. If they can just hold their own this year, win five or six games, I think it would be a great step forward when you consider the number of freshmen they have. And I think they'll be very good on offense. I think the big question remains on defense with, with so many freshmen to be counted on. 
Fowler Cannell joining us, uh, doing the broadcast for WDAN. We're next door. He's next door to us. We're inside <laughs> Danville High School. We're in a third-floor classroom. We both are in our own little classrooms. Plenty of space. Yeah, they've got new windows they put in through the high school, and they're quite nice. Yeah, you know, I've been doing this nearly as long as you have, but this is a very unique experience to be inside of a school building to broadcast and, the game. And they, when the, fir- the first time you did that, when they told you you were going to be doing it from a classroom, were you just kind of like, wait, I what? I didn't think much about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, years ago, they had a press box on the other side, just well, it's only about 15 feet high. Yeah. It was Paul Chevy's dedicated to him. The coach was the coach at Charmin and later at Danville. Paul Chevy was the one that really put Danville on the map after they had some so-so years, and he really turned the program around here. Well, Connor uh, Fowler, what does it mean to you to be able to still be involved in athletics? You know, go to the Illinois games. I mean, you're right. you're driving over in February when it's 10 degrees outside to watch a lot of basketball. Well, it's not games. that far away, really. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's cold outside, and you know, then with the winter conditions. But you still come out to all these games. Just what does it mean to be still involved in, after all these years? Oh yeah, it's not a problem. It's always enjoyable going over there. Yeah. Well, what's uh, what? What are you expecting to have a great seat at the uh, at the basketball game? Yeah, you can't complain about that. You know, you guys can attest to that. Oh yeah, the seats are okay. Well, Fowler, what are your thoughts here on the second half? Maybe a a key to victory for for well, I think Dan will keep doing what they've been doing. They've been mixing it up pretty well, and they the the changing quarterbacks made all the difference in the world because he's a runner too, and he can throw the ball and. And little Reed, if you give any kind of an opening, he can fly. Yeah. And they got the Pearl, the, the big Pearl, who's an Illinois commit. Yeah. He, started, he started the week at defensive end. They moved him to tackle this week because they had an injury problem. And he's performed pretty well so far at, at tackle. You've seen it for a couple of games. Before we let you go, just what, what's your take on, on him and, and his how much growth does he need to play at the, at the next level at the Big Ten? Well, who? Ju- uh, Julian. Pearl, it's, yeah. it's hard to tell. I think they've... They list him as a tackle. I think I thought probably maybe a defensive end, but they, you know, he's not big by compared to some of those Illinois tackles. Yeah. He's about 270 or so. And he's good size. And he has pretty good quickness. Well, Fowler, we appreciate your time tonight. Uh, have a good oh. broadcast in the second half. Well, we hope to see you down the down the line. Maybe another football game. You never know. You never know, hey, sir. We're having a great time here. We may come back next week. Well, you got all the room <laughs> in the world to broadcast, haven't you? Nobody yeah. up here to bother you. Know, this is perfect. I love this. <laughs> Thanks, Fowler. We appreciate it. Well, thank you. Yep, yep. We'll take a time out. More high school football here on DWS. Welcome back to high school football here on DWS. He's Tim Dittman. I'm Michael Kaiser. 14 to nothing, our score at halftime. The Danville Vikings lead the Champagne Central Maroons. Nearly a 50-yard field goal right before the half by Caleb Griffin, one of the best kickers in the area, possibly the best kicker in the area, just short. Danville just go up 17 to nothing in the locker room. He's just booming kicks right now. Caleb Griffin out there practicing. That was about a 33-yard field goal, and he cleared it by a lot. So he's, he's got a leg for sure, and he proved that on that 50-yard from the right hash. We just barely missed it. Let's get some other scores uh, around high school football here in East Central Illinois this evening. All right, these are courtesy of our partners at the News Gazette in the Apollo Conference. Muhammad Seymour leads Charleston 8-6. to In the Big 12, Centennial leads Urbana 7 to nothing. Heart of Illinois Conference, DMAC and Ridgeview-Lexington tied up at 8. Fisher trails GCMS big time 35 to nothing. Leroy leads Tremont 22-0. 
In the Illini Prairie Conference, Monticello leads IVC, Illinois Valley Central Chillicothe. They are the Grey Ghosts, by the way, one of the best nicknames in all of the land. Monticello leads that ballgame 14-7. St. Thomas More leads Olympia 7-0. Unity leads Pontiac 18-14. Bloomington Central Catholic leads Prairie Central 7-0. St. Joseph Ogden 15, Rantoul 7. Non-conference matchups tonight, Arcola leads Tri-County 14-0. Central A&M leads Argena Oriana 12-8. Arthur Lovington at Wood Hammond over Palestine Hudsonville 10-0 at the half. Uh, let's see here. Shelbyville leads Saragordo Bement 16-0. Cumberland leads Sullivan Okaw Valley pitching a shutout so far 29-0. Georgetown Ridge Farm leads South Newton out of Indiana 16-0 in the second quarter. Milford Cisna Park leads Iroquois West 6-0. Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin, the co-op there, leading Moments 17, or I beg your pardon, 13-7. At the half, Watsika St. Anne leads Salt Fork 14-0. Tuscola having a game of it tonight against Villagrove Heritage. 41 to nothing is that score. Tuscola leads. Westville leads PBL 14 to 7. Those are some of the scores tonight. We'll take a timeout, come back with a second half here on DWS. Welcome back to high school football here on DWS. He's Tim Dittman. I'm Michael Kaiser. Thanks for tuning in tonight. It's about to get the second half underway. The Danville Vikings lead 14 to nothing over the Champaign Central Maroons. We're live at Ned V. Whitesell Field at Danville High School. Third floor classroom is our makeshift press, makeshift press box. The school building goes right up to the bleachers on the Danville side of things on the west side of the field. Some Central Maroon fans across the way here as well. Scott Burgess. That's whose classroom we're in. Scott Burgess. Thanks for the hospitality. Scott, if you're listening tonight, thanks very much. We will uh, try to return to your classroom. I was going to say, we have not touched anything that we shouldn't touch. Except the desk. We've moved them around a little bit, but that's okay. We will keep it in good working order. Believe me, I worked at a school district for about three or four years. There's some stuff on the chalkboard over there and the marker board we might erase on the way out just to mess with you. But other than that, Scott, it'll still be there when you here on Monday. There's the Vikings starting to come back onto the field. I think I just want to watch Caleb Griffin kick in the second half. I think. I mean, again, a high schooler nearly making a 50-yard field goal, having it online just doesn't happen very often. And he nearly drilled that, which would have given the Vikings a 17-0 lead going into the locker room. The longest I have ever seen is 47, and that was from a kicker at my alma mater who went on to kick at Illinois Wesleyan. But 50 would certainly be quite the accomplishment. The Vikings 1-0 in the season. The Maroons 0-1. Deep back. For the Danville Vikings, Jerry Reed. We got several guys back. Jerry Reed way up. I'll tell you what, I'm just taking a peek down here at the Danville sideline. I mean, they have got a great crowd here. They've got a very impressive impl- you know, bleacher system. It's not just the metal bleachers that you haul in. I mean, they've got you know a concrete structure here and a, and a concourse walkway and. They've even got a little berm over there that some people are hanging out on, and the band and the student section in the south end zone. I mean, Danville does it right. It's a really nice facility over here 
Also deep for Danville, Isaiah Lopez. Jerry Reed and Isaiah Lopez, they're way up. Watch for the onside kick here. Central does that from time to time. And he kicks it to about the 25-yard. Picks up on the hop is Lopez. He's running to his left, to his right, excuse me. Now breaks around the 30-yard line. Flag down, brought down to the 29. Could not reach the 30. Looked like he was going to, but brought down just short. Flag down, probably a block in the back. Brought down by Isaiah Eltz. Great blocking there on the play by the... Danville return team but like you said uh, I think this one's going to come back. Danville Viking player down on the sideline and I can't see if that was the returning guy or not. Can't currently see his number. He's in some pain there. Yeah it looks like he may have a cramp on his leg or something. He's getting checked on by the trainer and his head coach is down there as well. Coach Forrest they're, they're grabbing his left lower leg so you got to hope it's just a cramp, you know, hopefully not a knee or uh, an ACL or anything like that. But he's, he's wincing in some pain, that's for sure. Isaiah Lopez is the one down, it looks like. And he is out of bounds, but they are going to stop play here. The ball is back at the 16-yard line. He's down around the 30. So Certainly the classy thing to do. Be dangerous to run up a play here if the ball goes to that sideline. He could be hit there on the sideline. So they're going to have to move him away before they can start the third quarter here. At least on the offensive side of things, already had a kickoff. His quarterback, Ernest Plummer, over there checking on him. Again, Isaiah Lopez is the one down, just out of bounds. His helmet is now off. So it could be more than a cramp here, but we're not. Going to guess on what it could be. So Danville Vikings will have the football. 11.53 to go in the third quarter, up 14 to nothing. We'll take a timeout, and uh, hopefully when we come back and they get this uh, situation straightened out, hopefully Isaiah Lopez is going to be okay. This is high school football on DWS. School football here on DWS. He's Tim Dittman. I'm Michael Kaiser. Live at Danville High School. Our first high school broadcast of the season. Ernest Plummer with a run there from the 16 to about the 32-yard line. A gain of 16 on the first play of the game for the Danville Vikings. A 14 to nothing here in the first drive of the third quarter. The injured player for Danville, Isaiah Lopez, is up and walking, although he couldn't walk under his own power to the bench, but he is up and communicating, and it appears to be his left leg that they're taking a look at. Here's the run by Jerry Reed up in the middle. 35, 40, 45, 50. He's still on his feet. 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, 68 yards. Jerry Reed with the speed around the left into the end zone for the Vikings, who now lead 20 to nothing. And Tim, we were talking to Fowler Cannell at halftime about the speed of Jerry Reed, and he just showed it off there as he went around to the left of the, of the line of scrimmage and just took off, and the Central Maroons couldn't catch him. Yeah, when he hit that edge, man, he found another gear, like Sonic the Hedgehog, if you want to make a video game reference. And he had a couple of white jerseys trailing him, but they didn't get within, I'd say, a foot of him, and he made it to pay dirt unscathed. Uh, just an incredible night 
for Jerry Reed, who now has his first touchdown of the season. Caleb Griffin with the extra point. It's up, and it is good. We'll take a timeout. 21-0 Danville over Central. This is high school football on DWS. Welcome back to high school football on DWS. Danville kicking off. I don't even know if you need to describe what's happening here. Every time Caleb Griffin kicks off, he kicks it to another stratosphere. Kicks it in the back, toward the back of the end zone. I think he kicked that one into Catlin. Yeah, he might have. He might have. There's bleachers about 10 yards, beyond, 15 yards beyond the end zone. And he's not kicking it to that, but I think he might tonight on a kickoff. He's kicking off on the 40, and he's just smashing the football. You can see why he nearly made a 50-yarder going into the locker room to begin the, the, to end the half. Central down 21-0 here at Danville High School. The Vikings having their way so far. McMahon under center for Central. Quarterback keeper here to the 25-26 yard line, possibly up to the 27. They're going to spot it at the 26. So a six-yard run to begin the drive for the Central Maroons. Good first play. Well, we talked earlier about, you know, is Nate Albaugh for Central going to switch the game plan up here now being down at the time two and now three scores. And uh, the answer apparently is no because they're staying with their bread and butter, you know, running between the tackles and picking up yards and chunks. And, you know, that's no way a slide at Nate Albaugh. He certainly knows what he's doing. But you always have to wonder with any team, if you get down big early, do you do something to kind of switch things up and try to give your team a spark? McMahon with the handoff. Up the middle goes his running back to the 32-yard line. It's a first down. Dylan Gunn with the carry there. A gain of six yards if they spot it to the 32. It looks like that's what they'll do. So first down. On the 32-yard line for the Central Maroons. Lots of time to go in this game. Yeah, they're down 21-0, but they've got to get a drive here that ends into points, preferably a touchdown. And then two scores with most of the third quarter, all the fourth quarter to go. It's very doable. Champaign Central, week two of the 2017 season, looking for their first win against the Big 12 opponent, Danville. The Vikings 1-0. First-year head coach Marcus Forrest. Nate Allball in his fifth year. We're going to have a, a false start here. Looks like, most likely. Dead ball. Oh, it's going to be offside. Look at encroachment. Yep, against Danville. So that'll be, we'll replay that down. Five-yard penalty taking to the 37 of Danville. Central will get any break they can at this point. Danville, by the way, last year, or excuse me, last week, nine penalties for 63 yards. They played a much cleaner ball game tonight. Yeah, Jerry Reed with a 68-yard touchdown, an electrifying touchdown run to the left by Jerry Reed gives Danville a 21 to nothing lead. That was an incredible run. Just outran the entire Central Maroon defense. McMahon under center, hands off to his running back, and he's just gang-tackled by the Vikings. Dylan Gunn, and the whistle blows it dead. He never gets taken down. Yeah, it'll go for a loss of a yard. Nice job. Like, you took the words right out of my mouth there, a gang-tackle for Danville. I think you'd credit three or four guys with the tackle there. So they're going to spot it just past the 35-yard line. Lost a yard plus there. The second down. About six, 9-12 to go here in the third quarter. The Vikings 
21-0 lead. McMahon back under center. Line gets set. He keeps it himself. It goes right up the middle of the 38-yard line to so get about two and a half yards. Flag down. Well, at least I thought I saw a flag. Maybe I am seeing things. We're even now. I saw something. I <laughs> thought I saw a flag in the first quarter. You thought you saw one in the third. You know what I saw? A player down there has bright yellow gloves, and that's what I saw on the play. I'm going to use the same excuse, even though I don't remember seeing that in the first quarter. It is uh, number 20 for Danville. Benny Harris has bright yellow gloves on that if you just see them in a flash, it looks like someone's throwing a flag. I could, I'm looking at those right now. Yellow and black gloves for Benny McMahon. The handoff, now the reverse, a quick reverse for Connor Milton. So for the second time, the Maroons, the quick double handoff. Running back for the Central Maroons, Connor Milton got for the second time after Terrell Evans got the first handoff. And they'll be forced to punt again. This will be about the fourth or fifth punt of the night for Central, which that's a stat you certainly don't want to rack up numbers in. And Danville's going to get some good field position out of this, assuming they don't muff it. Can't go for it here. Lance Langley deep. Here's the kick. Ball's up into the air. And it's caught by the up man once again. He's taken down immediately by Champaign Central. Yeah, Josiah Payne for the second time tonight as one of the up men catching the punt. Last time he was able to gain a handful of yards. This time he was met with a white jersey almost immediately. Payne, pretty tall out there. One of the taller players on the field. 6'2", 217. Plays quarterback and linebacker, but he was taken down by a much smaller central player. I didn't see who it was, but I'll give credit to the central player bringing down the uh, big 6'2 guy. Danville Vikings in the maroon uniforms, white numbers, white pants, maroon stripes down the side. Ernest Plummer, the shotgun, the white numbers on the helmets, white stripe down the top of it. Should be a false start on Central here. This flag actually happened this time. We're not making this one up. And it will be on the maroons. So that'll get five yards to the Vikings. And a first down, they'll start this drive. Starting the drive essentially here with the penalty added in Maroon territory. That's been a familiar theme for them so far tonight. Very quickly after they start their drives, they find themselves in Maroon territory. The 47-yard line of Central. First down and five. Ernest Plummer in the shotgun. Keeper up the middle, 40. 38 now to the 34, maybe 35-yard line. They're going to say it's the 35-yard line. A gain of 12 yards for Ernest Plummer. First down and 10 for the Vikings. Yeah, it's been one of the big differences tonight. As I mentioned earlier, Central's offense has not been bad by any means. They're just picking up yards, you know, two, three, four yards at a time and not really getting that big play. You see Danville, they are picking up yards in greater chunks tonight, you know, 8, 10, 12 yards, and as you mentioned, 12 yards on that play there. And so you don't have to do the math to figure out which more which uh, offense is going to be more successful. Palmer back in the shotgun. Jerry Reed just a step ahead of him to his right. Palmer reaches the snap. He keeps it once again, nearly tackled behind the line of scrimmage, and this time he is tackled just inside the 35, gained about a yard but he should have been tackled for a several-yard loss there. Yeah, that was a nice uh, tackle there by Aaron Bakes, senior offensive lineman for Central. He was the second man to the ball carrier, 
and was able to wrap him up at the knees. Nice job there to prevent that from being a big run as it stands it goes as just a one-yard gain. Isaiah Lopez still down on the bench, and he gets up. Injured on the kick return to start this second half. Ernest Plummer in the shotgun. Jerry Reed to his right. They're at the 35-yard line of Central. Throw over the middle. It's caught at the 20. Inside the 20 to the 16-yard line, maybe the 17. It's like grab there by Dalen Davis-Williams, I believe. That's been the go-to guy tonight for Ernest Plummer. 6.18 to go in the third quarter. Daniel up 21 to nothing. They're at the 17-yard line. Davis-Williams last week just had one reception for 31 yards, and he has more than surpassed that tonight. We're seeing a lot of new guys uh, in there for Danville. Fowler mentioned it at halftime, a new starting quarterback. We're seeing a lot more from Jerry Reed as well at tailback. Here's the handoff to Jerry Reed. Cuts back to the 15, down to the 10, inside the 10 to the 8-yard line, maybe the 9. He broke about two tackles there. Nice job. He's got great speed, great quickness, and allows him to maybe break a tackle when the defender doesn't have much time to get a good hold on him. It's coming up on 5.40 to go here in the third quarter. So now down at the nine-yard line, second down. So a 17-yard gain. Had a 12-yard gain, a one-yard gain, 17. And now an eight-yard gain inside the 10. Fifth play of this drive. Ernest Plummer in the shotgun. He's got two running backs. Jerry Reed's back behind him. Dalen Davis-Williams also back there. Hand off to Reed. Spins away from the defender. What a great move. Ten. Another spin move. Gets him down to the seven, maybe the eight. Two spin moves and gained about a yard, a yard and a half. They might spot it back at the eight. Well, so, you know, you don't gain much, but it certainly looks pretty, right? It does look. <laughs> it looks good. Hitting the B button, right? When you play Madden, you hit the B button. I think it's you, B. you do the spin move. He hit it a couple times on that play. It doesn't usually work against the computer, though, sometimes. I mean, you got to do it just right. I'm just never quick enough on the Madden. I haven't played in a long time. I'm just never quick enough. Here's at a it. secret. Set the difficulty setting to easy. To, to rookie level, To yeah. rookie level. Yeah. Well, then I usually win a lot. It boosts your self-confidence. I feel better. Then I play the pro level, and I lose really bad. That's because you're playing as the Cowboys. Okay. Whoa. Ernest Plummer, the shotgun, throws over the middle, and it's a caught for the touchdown in the back of the end zone. That touchdown pass is Josiah Payne. His first touchdown of the night. The eight-yard touchdown catch from Josiah Payne from Ernest Plummer. It's 27 to nothing. Danville over the Central Maroons with 4.20 to go here in the third quarter. As it normally has been tonight, the Danville receivers have been wide open, and Payne was wide open in the back of the end zone on that one and the timing tonight from Ernest Plummer has been great as Fowler mentioned at halftime he did not start week one he came in late gave Danville the winning score late in the ball game and he has really earned his keep tonight kick is up and it is good we'll take a timeout it's 28 nothing Danville over Champaign Central you're listening to high school football here on DWS Welcome back to High School Football here on DWS. He's Tim Dittman. I'm Michael Kaiser. Thanks for joining us. Our first high school broadcast of the season. 
Danville and Champaign Central. Sam Champaign Central trails this one 28 to nothing. Caleb Griffin, highly sought after kicker for the Danville Vikings, kicks this one off into the end zone. About the middle part of the end zone bounces out of the end zone, so the Central Maroons will start at their own 20-yard line. And I could definitely see why the Alana recruiting Caleb Griffin as a preferred walk-on kicker. Partially because there's a lot of kickers on Illinois' team. Chase McLaughlin is the starting place kicker for the Illini football team here in 2017. And coaches don't always want to give out scholarships for a lot of kickers because you need them for the position players, you know, for your skill players. Yeah, and you, the and some, sometimes you see it uh, sort of after the fact where a kicker is awarded a scholarship, you know, perhaps at the end of fall camp. They don't want to give it away if they one of a certain number of scholarships available. He's definitely going to earn one somewhere. Connor Milton with a handoff from Luke McMahon. He's tackled behind the line of scrimmage at the 19-yard line. Nowhere to go there. A loss of one on the first play of the drive. And Champaign Central, once again, not a good start. Yeah, just kind of sputtering here uh, is Champaign Central's offense. Uh, you know, started out fairly decent, was moving the ball, uh, got into Danville territory, and, and just kind of sputtered. And, and it's been that story ever since then. Um, you know, they've been feeding their studs. They just haven't been able to get that big play. Luke McMahon in the shotgun. He's been mostly under center tonight, but on and off he's been in the shotgun. Hands Fakes the handoff, looks down the field. He's hit as he throws, and the pass is caught by Ben Schultz up at the 28-yard line. Gain of nine on the play. It'll be third down and two. If that's where they're going to spot it. Yeah, it's the second, beg your pardon, Michael, that's the second time we've seen the tight end Schultz run that little post route just five yards or so in, in just past the line, uh, right in, in the area of the linebackers. And uh, it's worked for Central. But again, unfortunately, they, they don't really have anything to show for. Ball is placed just inside the 28-yard line. Yeah, they've got third and manageable now, so I, I would expect to see them Maybe keep this one between the tackles. Third and two. Handoff. And he's going to be tackled way behind the line of scrimmage at the 24-yard line. I Running believe back. that's Julian Pearl, the Illini commit on the tackle. Connor Milton had nowhere to go there as Julian Pearl walked, rocked his world. At the 24, they're going to spot it at the 25. A loss of three. Be fourth down and five for the Maroons. And at this point, they're going to go for it down 28 nothing with 2.25 to go in the third quarter. Fourth play of the drive. McMahon in the shotgun by himself. Now he kicks it. A little pooch kick there. Past the 50. The Vikings didn't have anybody back, obviously. And this will take a good roll down to the 37. In the 37-yard line. Still decent starting field position for Danville, but a good kick nonetheless there. 38-yard punt for McMahon. Champaign Central really struggling offensively tonight, just not able to get anything going. And Ernest Plummer, Dalen Davis-Williams, and cannot forget Mr. Reed. He's had an incredible game. Jerry Reed, a 68-yard touchdown here early in the third quarter, just about 43 seconds in. Two-play drive, 84 yards. The drive started on their own 16-yard line and needed two plays to get 84 yards thanks to the 68-yard scamper. Here's the handoff to Jerry Reed once again to the left. He's at the 40, and a host of tacklers from Central, they do not let him get by this time. 
still picks up about three yards on the play. Dylan Gunn, the first guy there for the Maroons. He's having himself a great night in what will probably be a losing effort. Uh, he was not projected to be a starter, at least on the roster that we were given. Uh, but he's gotten some good reps uh, at running back, and he's made some good tackles defensively as well. I'm going to say the ball's on the 39-yard line. And I think, Michael, you and I are looking at the same thing. Jerry Reed just checked out of this ball game. He had his helmet off. He appears to be okay, but uh, maybe he's just getting a little bit of a breather at this point. Big lead also may not absolutely need him at this point. Here's the throw from Plummer to Lance Langley out to the flat, and it's caught, and he's brought down at the 45-yard line. Ben Schultz on the tackle. Doesn't matter if it's offense or defense, Ben Schultz has been the man yeah, tonight. Another, another name we're calling a lot tonight. Again, the storyline for this central squad, skilled players on both offensive defense, the skill positions, don't have a lot of experience. The experience is in the trenches for Central, some of those unsung heroes. So you may not see a lot of big plays from Central, but they're slowly but surely going to develop those new guys up, and maybe in a year or two uh, they may be knocking on the door of state like they did back in 2015. Jordan Reed back behind his quarterback, as is Dalen Davis-Williams to the left in the running back position, and we got a timeout here, I think. Flag on the play. Yep. Illegal motion against Dan. So they'll redo things here. It was going to be second down. Danville last week, as we've mentioned, and uh, throughout only down. put up a couple of touchdowns. 12-7 win over Kanky Key. They had to rally to win that ball game late. They were a high-scoring team last year. Lost about 1,700 yards on the ground. And so you thought, you know, maybe they might miss a step or two offensively. And after week one, you thought, yeah, maybe that's true. But tonight... They're certainly bucking the trend as they've put up four scores in pretty efficient fashion. Third and a long five at the 41. Keeper by Plummer. He's at the 45-46. Shoestring tackle and gets to the 47. Should be enough for a first down. What a great open field tackle. Grab Plummer's foot. Otherwise, he breaks past midfield. And that's going to do it for the end of the third quarter. 28-0. Central Trails Danville. We'll take a timeout when we come back with the fourth quarter. This is high school football on DWS. Welcome back to high school football here on DWS. He's Tim Dipp and I'm Michael Kaiser. Thanks for joining us for our first high school broadcast here in 2017. Our next one will come in three weeks. We have uh, Illinois volleyball, Illinois football on Friday nights this year, kind of putting a wrinkle into our high school football broadcast. So we're happy to bring you Danville and Champaign Central here tonight. Yep, we'll be back uh, at the high school of St. Thomas More in three weeks. Rantoul visiting St. Thomas More. Scott Beatty on the call with me on that one. Looking forward to it. Ernest Plummer in the shotgun. Dalen Davis-Williams to his left. He hands off to Dalen Davis-Williams, and he goes nowhere. Brought back down at the 45-yard line. Yeah, Luke McMahon made the tackle. Aaron Banks made the first hit. Good stuff there by the Central D. So that was, they're at the 47. They lost, I was saying they lost three yards. 
Second down. That's something we haven't said a lot tonight. Danville yeah. losing yards on the play. It might be the second or third time that they've gone the uh, opposite direction. 44-yard line, second down and 13. That is a rare occurrence, as you mentioned. Ernest Plummer in the shotgun where he's been most of the night, only a couple of times under center. Jordan Reed to his left. They move right to left in your dial. Hand Plummer keeps the ball, hits at the 50, past the 50-yard line to the 48-yard line of Champaign Central. Gets a gain of eight yards, makes it third and five. Pretty more, much more manageable. Ten forty-seven to play in this one. Danville's going to take their sweet time. The Vikings. Looking like they're going to move to 2-0 on the season, barring a miracle comeback by the Central Maroons, who will fall to 0-2. Plummer back in the shotgun. Another flag on the play. Looks like maybe a, probably a legal procedure once again. You see that a lot in high school football. I think that might be another delay of game if I saw the signal correctly from the back judge. And if that's the case, then it's the third of the night on Danville. So certainly something they'll have to work on in practice. Again, unlike college and the pros, you don't have the uh, benefit of having the play clock in the end zone. Yep. So you kind of just have to sense it. Puts it back into their own territory, 47-yard line. Someone on the sideline's got to do a better job for Danville of keeping the clock. Plummer over the middle, catches his receiver at the 46-yard line. Now he's at the 45-40, inside the 40 to the 36-yard line, and a flag is down. No, the ball came loose. Central says they have it, but the official says, nope, it's going to stick with Danville. Yeah, the flag came in from the back judge, looking like maybe an illegal block, although on who I'm not entirely sure. And you're right, Michael, the ball did come out at the very end, but Danville recovered. Josiah Payne with the grab there at the 45-yard line. Looks like it's going to be a hold on Danville. This will nullify a great play. Headed all the way down to like the 32-yard line, which would have been about a 21-yard gain. But instead on the hold, we'll see where they spot the football. Probably a spot foul. Some laundry on the field here. Going to impact Danville's progress on this drive at 10-19 to play up 28-0. Danville will be just okay with a penalty here. The ball is going to be spotted at the 47-yard line of Central. So they actually gain six yards in the play because of the penalty it was a spot foul and they got all the way down to about the 32-yard line or so on the catch and the 21-yard gain comes back on the hold. So they're back into Central territory a yard further where they were before the penalty put them back at the 47. Central takes a timeout. We'll take a timeout with them. This is High School Football on DWS. Welcome back to High School Football here on DWS. He's Tim Dippin. I'm Michael Kaiser. We're live at Danville High School, Ned V. Whitesell Field. The Vikings up 28-0 over the Champaign Central Maroons. The Vikings with the football. Got the Viking at midfield, the Vikings, maroon and white, and the maroon jerseys, white numbers, white numbers on the maroon helmets, 
white face mask. Got the maroon, two maroon stripes down the side of their white pants as they move right to left on your dial. Plummer, hands off, 45-40. Interesting handoff there. It goes to Josiah Payne. He's getting more involved here in the second half, not as much in the first half. Yeah, a little reverse there to Payne, who did a sweep to the left side and picked up a first down. Making the most of his time on the gridiron. We'll get you some other scores as we go along tonight. Muhammad Seymour's opened up a 24-6 lead over Charleston. Chuck down. Chuck Vegas. Centennial leads Urbana 13-6. Plummer with the keeper up the middle. And the flag down, I think. The right side of the line of scrimmage. GCMS leads Fisher 42 to nothing. Monticello over IVC 35 to 7. And we have an injured player down for Central. That appears to be number 60, Joe Motley, senior lineman. Looks like we got a new quarterback in the game here. Let's see if Danville makes a change. I don't even see. Well, if anyone, that would be Eli Davis because he was the starting quarterback last week. Ernest Plummer on the sideline with his helmet and off. And that is indeed number seven, Elijah Davis, although he goes by Eli. Five foot nine, 162 pounds senior, now under center with nine and a half minutes to play in the game. Last Four. week, sorry, Michael, went five of 13, 64 yards, as long of 31. He did have two interceptions last week. 28 nothing. Davis looks to throw out to the flat, to the right-hand side, gets his receiver, Lance Langley, I believe, over there. Good play there by Elijah Davis. 34-yard line, gets it down to the 30. Danville knocking on the door once again. Not letting the foot up off the gas. Just changed the quarterbacks, but still moving the football. 30-yard line, third down and three. Here's handoff up the middle. Quarterback keeper. No quarterback keeper there. Nice run there by the speedy Davis. 5'9", 162. He fits the mold of a quarterback, that's for sure, at least as far as body type goes. First down to the 22-yard line. Long drive here for the Danville Vikings. A drive that started back their own 37-yard line. Now down to the 22 of the Central Maroons, up 28-0. Davis with the football, hands it off. Running back coming out to the left. Down through the line, inside the 20-yard line to the 17-18-yard line. And we're seeing some new players in there for both teams, so we'll do the best we can to keep up. Oriante Boyd, I believe. I believe that's correct. Brian Barnhart appreciates this. Was doing a Northwestern game with him and spotting for him. And they brought in an offensive lineman at running back at the end of the game. <laughs> They're up big over Illinois. See, that, that sort of thing will drive broadcasters insane. Guy had not been in the entire game. 
and I'm scrambling to find the roster sheet for Brian, and Brian and I laugh about that on a regular basis. Here's Elijah Davis over the middle, and it's touchdown, 17-yard touchdown. Nice pass, just tossed it over the middle. Josiah Payne with the touchdown grab, and he's been heavily involved here in the second half, and it's 34-0 Danville over Champaign Central. Back-to-back -back receiving touchdowns for Payne. First one for eight, that one for 17. Different quarterback, it was Plummer the first time, and it was Davis this time, and both times it was right on the money. Great communication and great touch there on those passes. They were really in sync, quarterback and wideout. 17-yard touchdown grab by Josiah Payne. Back-to-back -back touchdowns for him and an eight-yard touchdown in the third quarter. This one in the fourth quarter with 7.29 to play, and the extra point is good. We'll take a timeout. It's 35-0 Danville over Champaign Central. This is high school football on DWS. Back to high school football here on DWS, and Caleb Griffin is not the one who kicked that ball. He's done for the game. And Central catches it inside the five, and he falls down, so he'll be down yeah, I right there. I believe that was uh, number 28, Matt Cahew, who caught the ball, and immediately just his momentum, his backward momentum brought him down to his knees, and so he's uh, whistled down at, looks like they're going to mark it at the four, three or four yard line. So Central will have to go the length of the field here if they want to get their first score of the night. 35 nothing, 7.25 remaining in the ballgame. Danville has been in control ever since the touchdown early in the second quarter with 11.57 to play. Ernest Plummer to Dalen Davis-Williams, a 12-yard touchdown pass. Then a one-yard touchdown run a few minutes later, 6.34 to go in that second quarter by Ernest Plummer, the quarterback. Five plays, 45 yards on that drive. Jerry Reed with an electrifying 68-yard touchdown run out to the left. Down the sideline he went. Give them a 21-0 lead. Here's Central up the middle. Tackled inside the 10. Looks like they're going to make it to the, maybe the 9. We'll see where they spot it. That'll give them a gain of about 5 there. Not very good lighting at this field. Yeah, I mean, they have one, two, three, four light standards in the four corners, but you're right, in the end zones there, it is a little bit dark, just a just a smidge dark. Nothing like, uh, what's that, the last Boy Scout where the opening scene of the game, they're playing an NFL game in the dark in the pouring rain. It's nothing like that. That's, we're thankful for that. See who the quarterback is. It's still Luke McMahon for Champaign Central. Champagne with the white uniforms with the maroon trim, maroon numbers, maroon helmets. Man, man with the keeper gets past the 10-yard line, out to the 12, maybe the 13. He gained about three or four yards there. We'll see where they spot it. Central next week will play at Bloomington. They will go in 0-2. Last year they started the season losing three of their first four, looking to avoid a repeat of that. They'll stay in the Big 12 for the rest of the season with the exception of September 22nd when they host, I'm going to butcher this, Rensselaer Central out of Indiana. So they're playing an out-of-state team in week five. That's an Indiana school. Danville will head to Peoria Manual next week at 2-0. Man back under center. Dylan done with a handoff. Bulldozes his way to the 20-yard line. 
It'll be a first down, third and one. It's going to pick up about six yards from the 13 to the 19. And that's Dylan's gun. And uh, it's, a, uh, it's essentially all elementary at this point. I mean, certainly for pride purposes, Central, you would love to, to march down the field and score here uh, from about 95 yards it would be a scoring drive, 95-96. Here's the handoff. But uh, this one's essentially all over but the handshakes. And, you know, not to say this time is not meaningful. Certainly some of the younger non-marquee players are getting some good reps here, and it's all being captured on the coach's film. They'll look at it, and they'll see who maybe will uh, move up to starter next week. I mean, we already uh, saw that with a couple of guys on both sides. Uh, Dylan Gunn for Central getting some reps, and then obviously Ernest Plummer starting at quarterback for Danville. So, you know, late in the game, you know, the, the, the game is decided, but these reps matter for those guys who are looking to get playing time. Luke McMahon back under center. Hands off to Connor Milton. He's at the 20, the 25, 30, 40, 45, 50, and he's going to go. He's at the 30, the 20, the 15, 10, 5, touchdown, 79 yards. Unbelievable run there. Connor Milton. The first points of the game for Champaign Central. He broke through the line, and there was no one anywhere near him. And to my surprise, he was had an open field. No one was even close behind him, and he was gone. 79 yards. What an incredible run, Tim. He could have turned around another moonwalk into the end zone uh, because, like you said, he was all alone, broke through the line, and turned on the Jets, and... Like I said earlier, giving Central a, a bit of a point of pride here uh, late in this ballgame. Matt Cahey in to kick the extra point for Champaign Central. 35-6 now. High snap, put kick is up, and it is good. Looks like someone might have got a piece of it. They may not have. But nonetheless, it's 35-7. Champaign Central still fighting. We'll take a timeout. More high school football here on DWS. School football here on DWS. Central kicking off with a 45 of Danville. Might have been a penalty uh, on the previous play that we didn't see. The official threw up the X, which in my line of work means injured player. is, is not the case here, but either way, Central is going to pin him deep. Little pooch kick ball is going to roll into the end. No, it's picked up by a Viking at the one-yard line. And he's tackled inside the 10 at the 7. Should have just let it go. That was Jerry Reed. I think he was trying to be electric <laughs> once again. And Jerry Reed trying to be Jerry Rice, perhaps. Yeah. Jerry McGuire. Yeah, there you go. Good movie. Of course, Jerry McGuire was the agent and not the football player. Jerry Reed should not have done that, but uh, yeah, it's 35-7. I mean, so. Exactly. You know, in the big picture, it's not going to matter, but certainly a teaching moment there for Coach Forrest. He's grabbing his inner thigh there. He is not, or either that or he's holding his hand. Jerry Reed is in quite a bit of pain, pain he would not have if he let the ball roll into the end zone. Yeah, looking like maybe a cramp. 
Or maybe a pull, pulled hamstring, perhaps. We'll hope he's okay. Definitely don't want to see that from a player who's been incredible tonight with that speed, that yeah. quickness. He, it's a shifty player. Yeah, he's really been a breakout player here in week two, and, you know, they're going to rely on him a lot, assuming he's healthy for the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. He's smiling and walking around, albeit he's limping a little bit, so it doesn't appear to be incredibly bad. He's making his way over to the training table, so uh, he's going to get the help that he needs. He's a quarterback keeper up the middle, and it's going to go for about seven yards for Davis. Elijah Davis from the six-yard line up to about the 13. And, you know, in this day and age uh, when a lot of people surrounding the game of football at all levels uh, are hypersensitive about injuries, and rightfully so, we want to keep the kids safe, uh, certainly Reed is going to get the care that he needs, and I would expect him to be back in week three. Yeah, hopefully for Danville's sake, they player of that caliber they don't just grow on trees he's a fantastic player in that 68 yard electrifying touchdown run down the left sideline came from the middle of the field all the way to the left sideline and just blew by the maroon defenders and nobody could catch him davis in the shotgun hands off to his running back and he's tackled at about the 16 yard line that is Coriante Boyd, his second carry of the game, I believe. Yeah, Boyd uh, plays running back, linebacker, 5'6", 150, a sophomore, getting some late reps here in this ball game with three minutes remaining. Game is winding down, 16-yard line. In a three, should be a first down, and it is. Davis, mop-up dude, was the starting quarterback in week one, but did not finish that game. Plummer did. Now he keeps it. Davis does to the 20 and a shoestring tackle, and he's down to the 21-yard line. Should be where they spot the ball anyway. Yeah, I didn't quite see you made the shoestring tackle, but it was Dylan Gunn on the back end slamming him to the ground. Nice job there by Davis to give it the extra effort. Had to jump over a couple of defenders there. Second down and six from the 21. Their own 21 for Danville. Up 35 to seven. 210 to go in the fourth quarter here at Danville High School. Ned V. Whitesell Field. The Vikings going to go 2-0. Keeper for Davis up the middle, 35-20. 35-40, excuse me. For the 42-yard line. So Davis, a nice run there for the 21-yard line, a gain of 20. And Davis certainly showing why he got the start in week one. I think in not knowing a ton about this Danville team, just based on what I've seen tonight, I would imagine that Plummer and Davis are kind of your co-starting quarterbacks for Coach Forrest's squad. And, uh, you know, Plummer got the nod tonight more than likely based on what he did at the end of week one and what he did in practice this week. But Davis has come in and held his own. 135 to play, hand off to Boyd. Goes around the right side, he's at the 50. 47 yard line, brought down maybe at the 46. A big time gain there. See where they spot the football. Looks at the 46 yard line, a gain of 13 yards into Champaign Central Maroon territory and another first down. 
Yeah, Danville's just going to keep it on the ground here, run the clock out. A minute 20 left to go in this ball game, and they will head back to their locker room, I think feeling very satisfied. A very well-played game tonight. Had a few penalties. Didn't face many third and longs. Didn't have many plays go for negative yardage. All in all, a very good night for Danville. Indeed. Got a close win last week, 12 to seven. Not gonna be a close win this week, up 35 to seven. Davis with another keeper, just can't find anywhere to go. Might have stepped to the 45 yard line, but they're gonna spot it back at the 46. Dalton Hall on the tackle. Sophomore linebacker. 43 seconds to go in the game. Maybe one more play and that's gonna do it. From Danville High School, 35 to seven. The Vikings gonna win this one, come up 30 seconds to go. Probably have to snap it one more time. There won't be much of an effort on this play. Doesn't look like they're gonna take a knee. Into the game for the first time tonight, Delray Crowder. He gets the handoff, goes out to the right side, 45-40, 36-yard line. And he was trying to go to the house. Ten seconds to go, first play of the game. He wanted to go to the house, Tim. Yeah, you know, in a situation like this, I think you got to temper your expectations a little bit, but you can't, uh, you can't fault him for wanting to get a little glory at the end here. A ten-yard gain to end this game, and that's going to do it. Triple zeros on the scoreboard. Danville zeros in the loss column after two games. They're 2-0 as the teams begin to make the track toward midfield. Viking at midfield. The Danville Vikings 35. The Champaign Central Maroons 7. Champaign Central falls to 0-2 on the season. The blowout loss last week at home to Peoria Richwood 60-33. Blowout loss in week two to Danville, 35 to seven. Danville with a great second half. They led at the half 14 to nothing, nearly 17 to nothing. They poured it on in that third quarter to get the easy victory tonight. We'll take a timeout, we'll come back, we'll wrap this one up, get some final stats, go down the scoring for you once again. Danville Vikings looking good here tonight. We'll talk more about it coming up next. This is High School Football on DWS. Welcome back to high school football here on DWS. He's Tim Dittman, I'm Michael Kaiser. We wrap this one up from Danville High School. The Danville Vikings win this one 35 to seven. They're now two and on the season. Marcus Forrest, his first season leading the program. Replaced BJ Luke, who was here for 12 years. Just an electrifying performance tonight by Jerry Reed. And they really poured it on there in the third quarter. Uh, two, had two touchdowns to blow this thing wide open. Uh, they had just a 14-point lead going into the locker room, but that third quarter, they just put this thing away. Yeah, they really slammed the door, and they spread the ball around as well. Uh, aside from being very efficient on offense, they also got a lot of guys involved. As I look here, one, two, three, four different guys scored, and plenty of others got carries or touches uh, as well. Good balance between the run and the pass. Uh, again, all in all, just a fantastic night for Danville. You know, for Champagne Central, I think he go back to the drawing board a little bit. I don't expect Nate Albaugh to change things up a little bit. He's very loyal to the run, and he's had a lot of success with that. Uh, he just ran into a, a team tonight that's very talented and uh, had a very good ball game offensively. So I think Champagne Central will be okay. I think Danville is in very good shape to have a good season. 
Yeah, all ball installed the wing T offense, but lost key players from last year. Running back Josh Parker, quarterback Walker Stillman, and quarterback Isaac Heaton. Just, it's really tough to replace that kind of uh, offense. And inexperienced skill players are young. So hopefully the Champaign Central will figure out as they go along this season. You know, Illinois football has a lot of young players, and sometimes yep. with a lot of young players, it takes a little bit to get going. But Champaign Central loses this one tonight at Danville. Danville Vikings now 2-0, 35-7 the victory. Give props to Connor Milton there. He kept fighting the rest of the Central Maroons. A 79-yard touchdown run with 4.27 to go in the game, and there was no one anywhere near him as he just burst through the middle of the field, and it was a good play for Connor Milton and Champaign Central were able to finish this game strong as a result, but still in a losing effort. Well, Tim Dimmitt, thanks so much for the broadcast. I'm back in September 22nd, three weeks from tonight. Rantoul against St. Thomas Moore. I'll be there with Scott Beatty. Looking forward to it. We got a full day of Illini coverage tomorrow starting at 8 a.m., going all the way till 5 p.m. It's going to be a fun day, Illinois against Ball State. We'll all be a part of it, you, me, everyone on our crew. It's an all-hands-on-deck situation, and we're really looking forward to it. Yep, Saturday sports talk, as Tim mentioned, at 8 o'clock, 9.30, fighting line at game day with Scott Beatty. And then we get into the network for Illini football coverage. We'll take a timeout. Uh, thanks to Blake Lunda back at the radio center. Land Blake Land, excuse me, Blake. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Uh, Blake did a great job back at the radio ranch here this evening. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Plenty of sports coverage of Illini football. So have a good night, everybody. We'll talk to you from high school football in three weeks. For Tim Dibb and I'm Michael Kaiser. Talk to you soon. High School Football on News Talk 1400 DWS has been brought to you by our DWS prep partner, ABC Heating and Air. In the middle of the day or night, ABC Heating and Air meets your emergency needs with no change in the diagnostic fee. Our broadcast was also brought to you by Allstate agent Bill Abel, Coach House Garages, Hex Gas, Minor Automotive Repair, Remax Realty Associates, and Urbana Garden Family Restaurant. A podcast of this game will soon be available at our website, WDWS.com. Your home for the best in local sports coverage is News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana, a News Gazette media station.